1: Hey, Griffin here. None of these scenarios are based on any real life events. Everything is made up entirely on the spot. Take it away, song!
0: Hi, I'm Griffin, and I'm Bones, and I'm Steve.
1: Whoa, Bones first, Steve's just the nickname, eh? For today. And this is Killed to Death, the improvised true crime podcast, the internet's nastiest secret.
0: (laughs) We should mention this app is only on the dark web, so if you found it and you're listening to it, congratulations.
1: You know, a dark web podcast, that's probably, you know, that's a niche audience, I bet. Not a lot of people are making podcasts just for the unfindable darkness of the web.
0: No, Uh, and so every once in a while,
1: perfect vibe for the dark web. I think. Oh
0: my! I think the dark web would love us.
1: Um, Steve, uh, before before we talk about uh, your impending departure. Uh, we were treated to a little impression uh right before we started rolling <laughs> and I don't want to deprive yeah. the listeners. All
0: right, everyone gets to hear.
1: Uh, I'm going to do a bit of James see, Lipton see here. You can, can I? Oh, okay.
0: I was going to say see if you can uh, see if you can guess who this is. I'll give you the hint. I'll give you a hint. He's in show business. He lives in Springfield. And he's a clown. Ugh. really good yeah pretty good huh thank you both. and listeners write in um <laughs> killed death podcast at gmail.com write in your guesses yeah. and your murder suggestions
1: what are, what are we giving away for this prize here this is the steve cook impression contest
0: yeah i mean if you get it right uh not only will we reply to the email we'll read out your name on the show and to give you a thank you that's literally all we could do what are we gonna send them something I don't have anything. No, you are in... A, we're both in empty white rooms. No, we sold all our stuff to pay for this
1: <laughs> podcast. This podcast is so expensive. I know. Got to pay off Mike to keep us on sonar. I know. But it's worth it. No, Steve, did I hear power. right that you have uh, an impending departure?
0: <laughs> Somebody said that and someone was right. Uh, tomorrow... And uh, you don't even know when this is recorded, listeners. So good luck trying to track me across you the You will globe. be back uh, when this I'll episode be back. comes out. Exactly. So, joke's on you. You missed out on my entire trip, and I, I am gone. And I'm across the narrow sea. I'm off to the Europe, um, Portugal, a place I've never been in my life, and France, a place I've never been in my life. Mm. So, two new ones. Check off the list. Check off's th- list.
1: That's going to come back.
0: You're going to mention that later in the pod.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: And, uh, of course, we're going to take this opportunity to tell you how best to travel, which is how best to pack. Because you got to be prepared. And this is if you're not checking a bag, which we're not doing. Oh, this is specifically all if carry-on. you
1: on. Uh, all carry-on.
0: That's right. It's an all carry-on, carry-all on. So, <laughs> keep calm. <laughs> that's your tip number one keep calm number one keep calm and carry all on and um after that everything's gonna be a lot easier have five or six melatonin before you go
1: and that's just for the luggage process you're saying (laughs) yeah
0: (laughs) that's just to get through security
1: (laughs) with your one bag yeah uh, I'm going to say make sure everything has a handle. If you're going to be carrying it onto the plane, if you've got a lot of little things, it's going to be very mm. tough to balance them all in your arms. Um, so make sure each one is like easy to carry. Maybe put everything on a string that you can kind of just carry the one stringed
0: item, like a big key ring. Yeah, that's good. Make sure, maybe punch a little hole in everything so it can kind of all slot That's right. On so on the Toothpaste
1: string. can leak down on everyone's head while you're
0: in the air. <laughs> You're holding it above their heads?
1: <laughs> well, it's going to end up up there, right? In the storage compartments. Oh, compartment. the
0: overhead compartments, of course. Yep, 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 yep. You can't be holding your key ring the whole flight. And that's a rule now.
1: Oh, really? Uh, oh, is that a 911 thing? Yeah. Steve, what's your tip? One more tip each.
0: My other tip is uh, don't even bother wearing shoes. They're going to make you take them off during security anyway, so show up barefoot. It's also way comfier for the plane. And then some people take off their shoes on the plane and it's like, oh, nice. Yeah, your stinky feet. Well, guess what? My shoes have been off this whole time and I don't have any shoes. So good luck complaining.
1: Uh, I have a similar tip, which is, yeah, show up without your shoes on. But here's what I'm thinking is those people are going to take off their shoes
0: on the plane. And that's a great chance for free shoes. (laughs) Yeah, that's great. And also my final tip, I know I'm just going to throw a bonus one out here is, Oh. stand up as soon as you land and start grabbing all your stuff because you're going to get off the plane way quicker that way just get up yeah. and really gather all your things put on your coat and lean over the people who are still and- sitting oh yeah oh yeah really get up in their business and then stand in the aisle and look at your phone and check your watch and tap at your uh thigh and really uh <laughs> Really make sure the plane knows you're ready to go.
1: Uh, my bonus tip is boo when the plane lands.
0: If it's a, ba- if it's a crash landing, you should.
1: <laughs> uh, Steve, speaking of uh, crash landing and potential peril, would you like to solve a murder? Mm-hmm. The victim, Clark Coupon, editor. Today's guest, Hubert Hug, restaurant critic, who found clark dead hubert hello howdy boys howdy boy how are you well
2: i'm doing okay mixed i'm mixed what's good the thing insanely good things are happening to me and insanely nasty things are happening to me well let's start with the good i just found my adopted parents wow
0: congratulations <laughs> thank
2: you thank you when did they go missing uh, no, 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 no. Uh, I've, I grew up with my birth parents and I never knew who my adopted parents were. <laughs> who they would have been if who your they your have been. had who, given you. Yeah, a- who had filled out half of the paperwork and then decided against it. Uh, <laughs> but recently I managed to get back in contact with them and it, there were tears, there were hugs. God, it was a beautiful sight.
1: Well, I'm so happy uh, you were able to do that. Thank you. It wasn't easy. They don't keep any kind of records about this. Yeah, how, now how did you figure it out? Uh,
2: I went on that, uh, do you know that, sh- that show Finding Your Roots or whatever like that, that? They do ancestry for celebrities. Okay. I went on that show and they said, you're not really a celebrity and this isn't anything to do with us. But I said, Henry Louis Gates, do me a favor. And he did.
1: <laughs> so you would say a restaurant critic uh, such as yourself does not qualify for celebrity status. I don't think
2: so. I mean they have stars of stage and screen up there or athletes. Well, who's,
0: who's the most famous restaurant critic that uh maybe other people might know?
2: Um maybe Oliver Platt's character from the movie Chef?
0: The
1: Michelin man?
2: Oh, the yeah, that's it. Not Oliver Platt's character from the movie Chef. It's the Michelin man. <laughs> he he knows the best restaurants that serve white tires. <laughs>
1: You know the Stars Wait, are coming to Toronto? He eats white tires. <laughs> he Sorry. eats white tires. Uh Steve, I had heard this. What did you say? Sorry?
0: The Stars are coming to Toronto. The Stars are out.
1: Okay.
0: Tiff is soon. Yeah, that's right. Bingo. <laughs> Bingo. No, uh, the,
1: the star, Michelin star rating system is coming Michelin to Toronto. Man hands them out. And oh, he's going yes, to be doing this it is in a,
2: our town. This is a very exciting time for people in my industry. A whole lot of little nibbly goodies to try. <laughs> Are you a Toronto based restaurant critic? I'm Toronto based, but I go on the road as well. Hmm. I'm in high demand. And what do you look for in a restaurant? What I look for in a restaurant is three things presentation presentation presentation
1: so not quality of food at At all
0: no that (laughs) doesn't matter how it tastes
2: completely secondary i want to be wowed
0: well it's actually fourth theory
2: yeah it's fourth theory god i want to be bowled over some of my best restaurants i've ever been to have been in a bowling alley because they have the
1: best presentation yeah do you just mean in terms of fun going on around
0: you
2: Oh, there's fire, there's little lights, there's big sounds, there's crazy fire. animations on the oldest TVs in the world.
0: Yeah, that is cool. It's like a if you get a strike, it looks like the pins are going to jail or something. Oh my oh, god, yeah.
2: I could watch that all day. I could watch that and shovel down cold chicken fingers and be the happiest little goose
1: on earth. Sometimes they get rounded up by a lasso cowboy bowling pin. Yeah. I
2: I saw that one. I gave a standing O. What's your favorite bowling animation? Um, probably the one where uh, the one the one little pin objects at the wedding of the other two pins.
0: Is that a split?
2: I don't oh. know I've, I've only, oh it must have been. I don't know I don't know crud about bowling.
1: <laughs> so w- uh, the best restaurant you've ever eaten at is is it a bowling alley? Mm, I wouldn't say the best. those are I would say top 10
2: kind of two to 10 are generally bowling alleys.
1: (laughs) So what's number one? Tell us about the best restaurant you've ever been to.
2: Okay, this is gonna sound a little crazy, but I swear to God, the meal was amazing. I got sucked up into a tornado one day. I was minding my own business. I got sucked up. (laughs) You weren't
1: provoking the tornado. (laughs) No, no, I was
2: only sitting on my bench reading a paperback. (laughs) But I got sucked up into the, into the tornado and I got plopped down into a tree right next to this little bird's nest. And also, I guess there had been a cheese sandwich in there. It had been
1: plopped down in the bird's nest as well. So I ate it and it was just amazing. I felt like I was part of nature. Right. So the presentation of it just being in a bird's nest in a tree.
2: And all the birds kind of flapping and cawing and it was amazing. It was unbelievably Amazing. Now where how,
0: you, who, who, I was just going to say, how do you review something like that? And do you recommend other people to just hang around there until they also get sucked up and have a similar experience?
2: Well, I kind of th- hoped that I could write about it in such a way that it would drum up enough support that they would open it, kind of turn that experience into a restaurant on that site. But turned out it was an Eagle Sanctuary, and I actually got a $700 fine.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and what tip did you leave on that fine? Oh, my God! you're joking you've gotta be joking. <laughs> <laughs> do you tip in your line of work?
2: Uh, I tip anywhere from zero ne- percent to five percent, so they know that a restaurant critic
1: was there now do you Do they ever have like a heads up like can, can you tell when people are really putting on the show for you? Oh yeah, oh yeah, that's the, another reason you
2: don't like restaurant critics to be too famous. You know, because it kind of upsets the thing. But there was this whole big news kerfuffle about me destroying all these eagles' eggs. So my face was all over the place. And for a few months after, it was very hard to do my job in peace and quiet.
0: It kind of gone in disguise, I suppose.
2: Exactly. Honestly, exactly.
1: And where do these reviews go? This is, a, this is literature? I work for a magazine, of course. Which magazine is this? jacuzzi.com's magazine <laughs> okay so this is t- the printed pages of jacuzzi.com
2: yeah it, it kind of sources all of the best reviews and products and kind of interactive little games and crosswords from jacuzzi.com and turns it into a daily mo- a daily magazine why do
1: they need That's our magazine? Right? <laughs> oh, <Yeah>. two good <laughs> <laughs> questions <laughs>
2: yeah it's a daily i don't i guess you haven't been to jacuzzi.com they're updating that crap constantly there's tons of great because not only is it a terrific place for articles it's also a social experience (laughs) how So
0: so how many are you do you need to be writing to to keep up with this
2: oh yeah i go to restaurants almost once a week it's crazy sometimes
1: so, is your column weekly, or do you just have to every day find a new thing about for that week the it's restaurant a, you had gone to? It's a daily
2: column, and I've got to break down every restaurant into usually seven installments. And I'm not going to lie to you, Griffin. By the end, it's pretty bare bones. <laughs> Those are some pretty thin reviews around Saturday, Sunday.
0: Well, if you had chicken wings, that's all that'd be left on the plate.
2: Uh-huh. That's joking. Listeners can write
1: in as to which Simpsons character (laughs) you just heard.
2: (laughs) It's actually a pretty interesting story of how I got onto Jacuzzi.com's magazine's radar. Steve, would you like to hear it? Please. Well, interestingly enough, I had gone to journalism school to be a writer, of course and i started working at a bunch of different big newspapers, big magazines, kind of doing cr- food reviews and critic
1: reviews and then i you would uh, review critics like other critics <laughs> yeah, in the industry? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Who's oh the my
2: god. <laughs> oh my god, i would
1: slam Roger Ebert. <laughs> I would say this guy's barely even talking about food. <laughs> oh so you would review every critic on the basis that they were a restaurant critic?
2: Well, it wasn't even that so much. Obviously, his he would claim his kind of thing was movies or whatever, but I saw him at a ton of restaurants. He could have spared a couple of column inches. I hate that guy.
1: <laughs> okay, so sorry, you were reviewing these critics at at Big Magazine. Big
2: Magazine's
1: newspapers, exactly. And then, you know,
2: I had developed quite a reputation. The, the coins started coming in. I could put two, two and two little coins together. So I wanted to invest in a jacuzzi for me and all of my family to just ooze in, right? And then-
1: You wanted to put the ooze in jacuzzi. (laughs) Exactly.
2: Before it was just Jackie. (laughs) Right? Yeah. Yeah. Jackie plus ooze equals jacuzzi. Right? Yes. <laughs> okay, interesting So stuff. we can all
0: agree it used to be Jackie.com before you came along. <laughs> and
2: put yeah, that devoted to Jackie. Jackie. Yeah, it was devoted to Jackie Kennedy and her fashions and the historical periods of her life. Anywho, though, I wanted to buy a jacuzzi, and I just got transfixed by this website. It was an amazing community, and I knew I wanted to be a part of it.
1: And they have room in their budget for a restaurant critic.
2: One? There's 13 of us. Oh my god.
1: Yeah. Why do you have to do your a daily column then? Why can't one of the other 13 do a column that day? We're all doing a column every day. Jacuzzi owners, you know, these people have spending money. They want to know about restaurants.
2: It's not just restaurants. Also find silks, porcelain dolls, all these kind of consumer goods. <laughs> How thick is the jacuzzi.com magazine? <laughs> have you ever seen a phone book? Sure. Yeah. Imagine about 40 of those stacked on top of each other every day. <laughs> I I pity these little boys delivering these magazines. They've got some of the most crooked spines. <laughs> it's honestly really sad and it actually makes I think about it just about every day.
0: Well, yeah, it's your job, I guess to.
2: It's it's hey, it's my job, it's my dream, but every dream's got downsides. <laughs>
0: Yeah, what, what is, what's the bad that's happening? You said you had some insanely good stuff happen, uh, i.e. your adoptive parents were found, but what's oh, the insanely so bad nice. stuff that's been happening?
1: Well,
2: notwithstanding the death of my poor editor.
0: Oh, sure, yeah. I Anything got, else?
2: Uh, yeah, unfortunately. My old treehouse got demolished.
1: Oh, no. Yeah. Was it in the Eagle Sanctuary?
2: <laughs> no, that's what made it so funny. It was actually just the government getting retribution. <laughs> Those wildlife service agents came and they actually opened fire on my beloved (laughs) treehouse.
1: They were just shooting at it for hours until it was just splinters? It was
2: nuts. I didn't even know wildlife services guys got machine guns to begin with.
1: Do they know that a tornado put you in that sanctuary? I
2: tried to explain and they said that's no excuse for eating the cheese sandwich. Once the cheese sandwich lands, it belongs there. (laughs) So it was kind of really bogus, and I'm basically in a feud with Biden. Oh, you're American. No, well, the tornado lifted me over the border. This <laughs> is another thing. It's hard to do these cross-jurisdictional things. I also, you know, I didn't get my, my, my passport stamped or whatever. That was a whole other thing.
1: <laughs> and now let's talk about the death of your poor editor. First oh, of all, yeah. is he the sole editor for Jacuzzi.com?
2: Uh, not. The jacuzzi.com, the magazine, not the online site.
1: Oh, he doesn't have any say into the actual article's content. Well,
2: okay, it's a little confusing. A lot of the stuff in the magazine is from the website, but there's also some original content for the magazine, stuff that's a little more highbrow. Like what? Like um, different short short stories, per example. Or uh, tons of different things about fancy watches.
1: Okay, so he would figure out how best to combine those with all the printed out uh, web pages of the day. Exactly. The person who runs the website, we've never learned his name. <laughs> right, because I guess you're dealing mostly with Clark Coupon. Exactly. Good old Clark
2: C. And O U P O N. Go on.
1: <laughs> how long have you worked at jacuzzi.com for uh next week is gonna be my 13 year anniversary wow hey, hey, was clark working there for that whole time Clark's been there since the 60s, baby. He was one of the
0: original At movers jacuzzi. and com? Well, ja- Jackie first. <laughs> oh, yeah,
2: yeah. He, was, he originally came into it as a, 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 a big admirer of Jackie O. At, on ARPAnet or whatever it was. Exactly. <laughs> originally, this was just for people in the defense department and the Pentagon. <laughs> and they could go on there and they could talk about how much they like Jackie Kennedy and they could also read restaurant reviews and reviews <laughs> of fine silks. And t-
0: <laughs> oh, so it did have all that stuff as well.
2: <laughs> yeah. yeah. Interactive yeah, yeah.
0: games.
2: <laughs> interactive games. Exactly. Oh, yeah. how exactly. How much
0: of this magazine is printed out stills from the interactive games?
2: Um, That, that is the bulk probably <laughs> because you know, you want to get every single frame, and that, that's, yeah, and we an only experience. do one-sided, so people can take their just take notes on the other side of the page.
0: And you can make it into a flip book, I guess, and it kind of looks like you're playing the game
2: from the side. What? Yeah. W- what? Looks like you're playing the game from the side. If you're flipping it like this, if you're flipping it like this, it looks
1: good. Okay, for the listener, can you break this down? <laughs> Horizontal good, vertical bad. <laughs> I still don't know what you're talking about. But Clark's yeah, been uh, there forever.
2: Yeah. <laughs> oh, he's been there since the swinging 60s, baby. He was one of these hippie summer love guys.
1: So during your 13 years, did you get close to Clark? I He often kind of would consider me kind of his protege,
2: actually. He would often kind of consider you that? <laughs> often he would kind of consider me that. Not every day, and when he did, not fully, but kind of.
1: Wow, this is a tragedy. He would take me a little bit under his wing. (laughs)
2: Sometimes. (laughs) Sometimes. If he wasn't busy flapping it in the marketing department or something. How would you describe him? I would describe him thusly, probably. (laughs) I would say beautiful soul, incredible style, never talks...
1: Hmm. And also, really, really cute. <laughs> okay, so beautiful soul, incredible style. Never talked, really cute. Yeah, man, a few words. <clears throat> and he would have been fairly old, I would assume.
2: Yeah, he was one of these original swinging '60s guys from the Summer of
1: Love. So he was—he was in his '60s. Yeah, he was 60 years old.
0: And he just started swinging.
1: Yeah, 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 yeah. He had a swing set up in the in, the, in the, the building. In the jacuzzi.com headquarters.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, the headquarters of the magazine. I don't mean to be prickly about this distinction, oh, but, but we don't know. different building
1: entirely. Oh, wow. We
2: don't know where the internet people work or who they are. We just get faxed the stuff and we put it in our magazine, plus our own short stories and our own watch reviews. But you also
1: publish to the website, no?
2: Sometimes we fax back, but they don't, they never publish our stuff online, I wish.
1: Oh, I assumed your restaurant reviews were going up online, so you're just an oh. addition to the magazine. I'm only, I'm magazine only.
0: Oh, okay. Well, that's so
1: that's they- why they didn't consider you famous. Yeah, that's
2: true. People posting online are so big shots these days. <laughs> It's true. It's honestly true. But I love it. I love the business. I loved Clark Coupon. It's really a sad day for all of us.
1: Let's talk about you finding his body. Sure. Where was this? Oh, blah, 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 blah. It's, uh,
2: I hate to put myself back there. I don't like to do bad memories. But for <laughs> you boys, I'll do it. You're unique. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, well, the two of us, we would always, you know, we would go on walks, you see. Walks around the pond or down the road, and he would
1: tell me all about the swinging 60s, baby. Wow, but without talking, so just a lot of, like, uh, hand gestures.
2: Well, yeah, hand gestures, or he would type something out of his phone and pass it to me to read.
0: <laughs> he'd almost kind of put his arm around you, but not quite.
2: Yeah, he'd keep me at a respectful distance. Anyway, well, I was on our walk one day, and I noticed he wasn't even there. I'd walked 30-odd <laughs> miles without him. And then I went, and I tried to call him, and I couldn't find him anywhere. Eventually, I went to his house, and he was just standing on the lawn, dead as a doornail. Wow, but standing straight up. Standing straight up in a military salute. <laughs> a standing ass. Yeah. Like, I think he'd always talk to the tat. That's how he wanted to go. He wanted to be standing salute as if Jackie O's limo was passing him by.
1: Wow, that's a very specific wish, but it ended up being granted.
2: Well, not fully. She
1: died. She died decades ago. Hmm.
2: But he's he's saluting as if. Maybe, but also maybe someone put him there as a cruel joke. Uh, I've learned all if... about repositioning bodies.
1: Why is that? Oh, hmm.
2: Now this well, is suspicious. I... Not not in a suspicious way, just oh, in a okay. hobby way. This is a new hobby of mine.
1: Is repositioning like it. <laughs> corpses.
2: It's just interesting. Sometimes killers will do spook, put them in spooky poses to freak everybody out, or the family will put them in a gentle pose to cool everybody down. Now, what
1: have you found out about a saluting pose?
2: Mm, usually to mock people who want to celebrate Jackie O. Wow. Or on account of the military. This is also something from the
1: military. I hope you boys didn't know. You hope we didn't know that. Yeah, so I could tell you. and It would be an interesting fact. (laughs) So he was there standing up saluting. Did he have sign of wound or injury? Uh, He was dead. How could you tell? Uh, Well, he had uh, just all white
2: skin, dead colds, no arms, except for the one that was (laughs) saluting. Wait a minute, wait a minute. (laughs) Yeah, the one that was saluting, but not the other one. Not the other one.
0: (laughs) Other than the Uh, one, he had no
2: arms. (laughs) No arm and a big hole in him. Where in him? Um, kind of the torso. Okay. About yay big.
1: That's for the about- listener,
2: I'm doing a circle about, about,
1: uh, the, about this size. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I
1: guess, what would you say that? About a grapefruit? Yeah, about a grapefruit. It, right. it looks like your head, but your hands are also closer to your webcam, so the proportion mm, yeah. is off. Because yeah, I could do I,
0: this, and that looks like your head, too. Forrest's
2: perspective is nutty. <laughs> it's really nutty.
1: But he had a hole in his torso. Yes. And an arm missing. Yes.
2: And I know what you're thinking. Did he punch himself in the gut so hard with the arm that it flew through and made the hole? It's not impossible.
1: Did, was there any sign of the arm anywhere on the property?
2: Uh, No, that was gone.
1: So that, yeah, there's a lot of interesting stuff happened that day. So at least someone else had to be involved. He well, couldn't have just punched happened. himself through and his arm flew off because it would have I think just he... been there on the lawn. <laughs>
2: I think he was killed, and it's really, really unfortunate.
1: That's your leading theory?
2: My leading theory is that it was unfortunate. (laughs) Somebody did something in an unfortunate
1: manner, and the consequences are also unfortunate. Well, what we're going to do is take a quick break. And when we come back, hopefully, we can figure out who did this unfortunate thing and what our consequences we will decide on. (laughs) We'll be right back. And we are back on Kill to Death. I'm still here with Bones.
0: Correct. Bones, you're going to France. That can't be... Oh yeah, it's true. (laughs) I thought you were about to say something wrong and silly and really make a whole mess of this, but uh, instead you just, you spoke the truth.
1: They put people like you in the catacombs there. Bones. Yeah, when I take a tour. (laughs) Yeah, they put you down there on the tour. (laughs) They put
0: me down there for the tour.
1: (laughs) Are you excited? i'd say is that a good question
0: (laughs) uh yeah and follow-up is right on
1: what are you least excited for in portugal
0: probably the freaking portuguese tarts
1: hey oh you know what now this is great because we're here with hubert hug you're a restaurant critic where in portugal or france should steve check out okay good bowling alleys no,
2: great. Yeah, okay. You you think you've pegged me down as just a restaurant critic that loves bowling alleys? But that's just one spots two ten. <laughs> that's only
0: yeah. two through ten of your. I top like all ten. kinds of restaurants,
2: as a matter of fact. Don't you know? One of French those food, Portuguese food. Mm-hmm. There's a cute little restaurant in the heart of Paris, right by the Eiffel Tower, that I think you should check out. What's it called? It's called. Uh, and you're going to, I know you're going to ride my ass for this one. It's called Lebon Bowling Academy. <laughs>
1: <laughs> the Good Bowling Academy.
0: Yeah. Uh, okay. Nice.
1: So this is more of a university.
2: <laughs> yeah, it's a university and they have basically a McDonald's in there and also a tiny little place that you can just bring your own bread to do toast.
1: <laughs> do you mean a toaster?
2: I guess so. But also if you bring your own butter, they have a knife. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> so it wow, so self-serve.
0: Enough.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh. I love to travel, man. What are favorite, my top place, hobbies?
0: favorite place in the world?
2: My favorite place in the
1: world gotta be, well, I don't know, Ottawa. <laughs> now I'll try and breeze through this Hubert, you've got a lot of good and bad going on in your life. The good is that you recently connected with your adopted parents, that being the parents who would have adopted you if your birth parents hadn't hung on to you for your entire life. You are, of course, a restaurant critic. You write for Jacuzzi.com. This is, of course, the website that evolved out of Jackie.com before you put the ooze in it when you were looking to buy a Jacuzzi with all the money you were making from Big Magazine with your restaurant reviews. Um, You found jacuzzi.com, but you write for, sorry, a distinction, jacuzzi.com magazine. This is the 40 phone book size daily (laughs) magazine that ruins boys' spines.
2: (laughs) And girls, these days and girls.
1: And it's lots of content for the website, uh, interactive games, stuff like that. But you guys put in your own little articles, uh, your editor, of course, being Clark Coupon. And that brings us to the bad that's happened in your life. Uh, Clark Coupon found dead. And also your treehouse got absolutely shot to splinters by the wildlife department under Biden because of when wind- tornado sucked you up and put you in a tree and you ate the sandwich that was in the tree with you. But let's focus on Clark. You, after going for one of your daily walks, uh, you had gotten 30 miles before you realized he was not there at all. You go back to his property. He's there in a salute. Both of his arms gone, except for except the one, for one. That was giving the salute. Yeah a hole the size of a grapefruit in the middle of his torso and no sign of the other arm. Um, what did you do next? What did I do next? Well, first I contacted all of his enemies to check that
2: it wasn't one of them. Oh, they all said no? Well, they all said no, and I, but I didn't... I'm not a dummy. I didn't take that at face value. Mm.
1: You said, are you sure?
2: I said, yeah. I, I asked one to two follow-up questions. Most of them I thought it sounded believable. A few of them I went and checked out to see if I could find an arm at their house. And? Well, but I found an arm at three of their different houses, so I don't know which arm was his. Well, what was he wearing at the time? Uh, interesting. He was wearing t-shirt, pants, sweater, sweater vest, jacket, ski pants, skis, a big hat, top hat, mustache, glasses, snowboard, backpack, and of course, panties! Panties!
1: So did any of the arms you found, were any of them, you know, uh, did they have a t-shirt sleeve, a jacket sleeve, a sweater sleeve, a sweater vest sleeve, etc.? And panty sleeve? Top hat sleeve.
2: Here's the thing, they all did. This is, oh. the, way all the, this is the way almost every editor dresses. Mm. Wait,
1: how many arms did Clark start with?
2: Um, he started with two, okay. Monsieur.
1: Yeah. Oh, I know that. But the, there's, a,
2: there's been a bunch of magazine editors
1: going missing in the,
2: in the recent past.
1: Maybe this is the work of a serial killer.
2: I highly doubt it. Why? I just don't buy it, frankly. I think you gotta really know Clark, and you know who his enemies are, and all of his enemies, they got one murder in them tops.
1: What the hell? Don't be scared. Don't freak out. I'm freaking out! This is just the Skype theme song. It means we're getting another call. I'm gonna merge it on in. Okay.
0: Hello? Uh, Hello. Well, look who it is.
1: Griffin Toplitsky.
0: Oh, of course. And you, Hubert Hug. Hello. Charmed.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: Charmed. Yeah, you've charmed, charmed me. And charmed, sir. Thank you for having me on the program.
1: Thank you for being here.
0: Can I, I, I get your name? I didn't realize I was double booked. My name is Lawrence Cigarello, and I am a head writer in the Jacuzzi.com paper edition.
1: Yeah, now, Hubert, you're shaking your head. Do, do you know Lawrence?
2: I hate the head department where they write about heads. <laughs> so you
1: review heads. Because yes.
2: that's, that's one of the only parts that's out of the water.
1: What? That- it, oh, when you're yeah. sitting in a jacuzzi, that's it's one jacuzzi. of the only parts okay. that's out of the water.
0: <laughs> we do a lot more than jacuzzis at this magazine.
1: That's
2: true.
0: Yeah, really. And yet yeah, everything in your life relates back to jacuzzi.
2: Yeah, oh my God. You're
0: obsessed.
2: This guy's such a pretentious fool.
1: Sir, you're making fun of your fellow jacuzzi.com magazine writer for having a passion for jacuzzi's?
0: Oh, this magazine has grown so much more. It's so much more beyond that now. We review all sorts of things. Like the best heads in the world. <laughs> What's your top 10? I'm going to be honest with you. Two through 10 are bowling balls painted with faces on them, <laughs> perfectly spherical. Already holes fixed in the sides. They're perfectly made, they're perfectly crafted, but number one. Oh,
1: sorry, I, I also want to say, not like a human head where you have to put in the holes? <laughs>
0: <laughs> what are you saying? They're already in there. I'm saying that a human face, the holes are all out of whack and all out of proportion. These are perfectly all facing one way. Ours, look at us. We're disgusting. Two hole points going down from your nose, two out the sides, two partially inward a little bit, and then what? I'm hitting an eye. Good luck, and then a mouth—the one big giant gaping hole in the front. It's all horrific. These art pieces are much more articulate about what the ideal head would look like. I, I swear partaken. to
2: God, we, I swear to God, we've got the only head head reviewer in the whole damn country who can't stand to look at heads.
0: Oh, I look at them, and look I disgust. stand. Yeah, and I stand and salute. Sorry, what? What is your number one? Oh yeah, my number one has to be uh uh the coconut.
1: <laughs> <laughs> For the same reasons as the bowling ball. No, it's got much no different holes reasons. In it. <laughs>
0: It's a coconut. I survived for many years after a shipwreck on an island, and I made it into the perfect head. He became my friend. Oh, it was like you're, o- you're Wilson. No, way different. I named him Coco, and the two of us lived for many years in perfect harmony, the only head that I would ever need, the only other person. And now I've come back to the world, and I've noticed the imperfections and the oddities in heads, and I'll never be able to achieve that kind of perfect round company that I so loved with Coco.
2: It really says something about you that you withstood all that and you still came back as the absolute most pretentious D-bag in the world. (laughs) Damn. (laughs) Sorry, I don't like a single one of my coworkers. D-bag, 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 D-bag. That's me looking around our staff meetings.
0: It's true, he does do that at every staff meeting and then he goes off for a jaunt. You know how long he goes for a walk for every day? How long? Six and a half hours out of the eight-hour day is him walking around. Sure, the I grounds bu- are expansive and luxurious, but take your time, why don't you, I gotta,
2: Well, I gotta build up a, an appetite, you know? Some of us do more work than just looking at heads and saying, good head,
1: bad head.
0: I do far more than that. It is an art.
1: Uh, yeah. Duh.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: Now, Steve, do you mind if I volunteer you for a task here?
0: Yeah.
1: Uh, Lawrence, can you review Steve's head for us as a a fun example to the listener of of your work?
2: You're asking for trouble here.
0: First of all, disgusting. See this? Narrow, beady eyes, hair and a floof up top. It's out of control. Beard like needs fluke. trimming.
2: It doesn't have bald bowling ball hair. I don't mind a little <laughs> hair if
0: it's a little tuft on a coconut.
1: <laughs> right, coconut Just the fuzz. the right
0: amount of hair. Well, this fuzz is out of control. In need of a shave. Earlobes drooping. Disgusting. Oh, Steve, you do horrible. Have drooping ear lobes. And too high up. The neck is long. It's perched atop of it. It looks like a Q-tip. Do
2: you know what the worst thing about
0: this is? He's right. Like, If he wrote that
2: all down and published it, he'd win a Peabody. (laughs) They're giving this guy awards left, right, and center.
0: Speaking of Peabody, look at this guy.
1: Oh, Hubert's turn.
0: (laughs) I'm kidding, as if I haven't roasted you in every staff meeting we've ever had.
1: Can we get back to talking about our dead boss? You have the body of a pea.
2: Oh, Oh, my God.
1: And
0: Peabody. Choose
2: it, choose it, choose it. I can't have a pea head and a Peabody or else I'd just be two damn little Peas.
0: <laughs> oh, and you've hit the nail on the head.
1: I hate it here. Killed to death. <laughs> <laughs> now let's get back to that dead body. When was the last time either of you had seen Clark
0: alive? Well, you seem to take him on a daily walk every day.
1: Well, but I
2: had actually seen him more recently because I had, he had come over that the night before. He was really oh, worried, yes. really chums, stressed chums,
0: out. chums, chums, chums.
2: Can we put this aside for one minute so we
1: can solve Well, can I just
0: ask? Can I just pull the room? You, sir, how often would you say you're hanging out with your boss?
1: Uh, My boss is Steve, of course. Uh, Quite a bit, at least once a week to record these, and then usually we'll, like, get together to, like, watch something.
2: Thank you.
0: I wish I had a bigger room to pull. (laughs) I think it's odd, and I will stand by that. I prefer a professional relationship myself.
2: Well, anyway, Clark came over and he was all stressed and worried. He typed out on his phone that somebody was after him. What? I naturally thought nothing of, of this.
0: Hmm. And what did he you know, type?
2: Because he would say like things all the time. He was from the swinging 60s, baby.
0: Well, yes, is. His brain had been fried.
2: Yeah. But he said someone's after me you gotta hide me and i said i can't hide you i don't have any hiding spots are you kidding nowhere in here can you hide this house doesn't have a single spot you can hide man i said that (laughs) until he left
1: and is that true my
2: house that doesn't have a single hiding spot definitely it doesn't i sometimes try to test it just to make sure you know i um, invite friends family co-workers loved ones Staff, over, try to hide. And if I take longer than 10 seconds to find everybody, I move.
0: <laughs> now there's something we can agree on.
2: Yeah, but you gotta understand, after you're in a tornado, you gotta take precautions.
1: So you want to be highly visible?
2: Definitely. Because the problem was, my old house, there were too many places to hide. I got sucked up in the tornado and it took days for anybody to even realize. They thought I was hiding.
1: <laughs> oh, okay, okay.
2: See, it all makes a lot of sense, and I don't care to ever be questioned on it.
1: So you told him to move along. You have no places to hide, and that's where your conversation ended. Exactly. And now afterwards, I wish I'd
2: tried because he was evidently correct. Yeah, His enemies got to him,
1: or a serial killer.
0: That's interesting because I suppose I would have sought him right after that. Because he came knocking on my door.
1: Whoa, very unusual. You hang out with your boss after hours? Well, You're that's what I
0: told him. He was knocking and knocking and holding up his phone to the peephole and had written on it, please let me in, I'm in trouble. And I said, oh, interesting. I didn't realize it was between the hours of nine and five. How very nice. Why don't we just sit down for a quick meeting and a chat and the, the do's and don'ts of the day. And I said, I don't think so. I will see you promptly tomorrow when I am on the clock. Good day. Good day. And then, of course, I had a mime slamming the door because I didn't open it in the first place.
2: A devastating mime, I'm sure.
0: <laughs> well, if only he would have seen it. I suppose I was inside when I did it. Oh, come to think of it, probably didn't make the impact I thought it did.
2: It's really rotten. I always just... Uh, I always told him, don't have so many enemies.
0: Oh, but why, when you're so high make up... make
2: so many enemies? Well, you know, he, um... He wasn't the easiest guy to get along with. Sure, he was a beautiful soul and he was cute. But he rubbed some people the wrong way, you know? Because during the 60s on ARPANET, talking about Jackie O, you know, the Secret Service wasn't always too pleased about that. I guess it depends what you're saying. That's true, but he was saying everything.
1: I'm going to kill her husband. <laughs> oh, yeah.
2: Yeah, they didn't take it too seriously because he was only three years old at the time. <laughs> But then, you know, she obviously got remarried to shipping magnate Aristotle Onassis, became Jackie O, and then I I think he has a lot of enemies in the shipping world.
1: Mm Mm-hmm. Oh,
2: really?
0: Not to mention all the other print magazines that this one has absorbed, literally. Uh
2: I was just looking over his list of enemies. literally?
0: (laughs) They would publish a full uh, issue of an at-home magazine, and it's just tucked right in the middle of Jacuzzi.com. Oh, wow. And they did this with all, all kinds of magazines. They'd pluck one up, they'd buy it, and then all of a sudden you'd see f- complete issues of Garden Monthly, Garden Weekly. How much is the today. Jacuzzi.com
1: magazine? How does this make financial sense to buy other magazines and put them in your magazine? It makes an awesome amount of sense.
2: But what we would have a ceremony <laughs> sometimes you know, to celebrate the acquisition. Where <laughs> Shut up. It makes an awesome amount of sense. <laughs> <laughs> we would have a ceremony where we would take the magazine and throw it into a jacuzzi until it evaporated into nothing and then we would have pool party
0: it was awesome w-
1: your magazine or the other magazines you would buy the, the old
2: ones the
0: old
1: magazines your
2: garden monthlies your garden weeklies okay.
0: thank you
2: if you really want to dumb down into the economics of it every a subscription costs about thirteen fifty dollars a year thirteen dollars and fifty cents a year Right. Over, I want to see over forty-five million people get the subscription. So we actually do pretty good.
0: So do that math. Yeah, it's a lot.
1: So. But then, how many other magazines are do you have to buy to put in your magazine? What's the bother? Bot?
2: Yeah, that's true. What does They're that mean? Once they're bought, they're bought, they're not starting a new Garden Weekly Monthly. No. Oh, so you run them out of we issues? We buy it
0: up. No, we yeah. buy it up. We buy up all the writers, and then it just keeps churning it out. But the only way to find it is in jacuzzi.com print edition.
2: That If you are a fan of anything, you've got to get the jacuzzi.com magazine. Mm-hmm. We th- pick up the stack, we throw it in the jacuzzi, it evaporates. We've got a pool party.
0: <laughs> so you're not even
2: reading it. The readers are reading it. We don't have to read the magazine. We work for the magazine. (laughs)
0: Exactly. Tell it to the 45 million who are reading it.
2: Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you.
0: And I'm sorry, are we getting along?
2: I guess it's true what they say. Death makes odd bedfellows. (laughs) (laughs) Who's editor now? Uh, The editor now is eh, kind of a so-so guy named Lip. Jones (laughs) Lip Jones
0: (laughs) (laughs) He's so-so We can agree on that
1: Yeah
2: He He used to to write about the
0: watches.
2: Yeah Yeah.
0: He worked his way up
2: It's true From wristwatches to
0: pocket watches To clocks on the wall To watch To the watchmen And he was reviewing watchmen And now he's in charge (laughs)
2: we just, we're concerned, we're kind of pussyfooting around, we don't want to criticize him too much, but he doesn't really have the vision, we're worried, mm-mm, to really make mm-mm. the magazine succeed in the way that it has over the years.
1: Mm-hmm. Gross soul, bad style, talks to you guys even once. Not cute.
0: <laughs> oh, you know him? Just guessing. Okay, well that is spot on. You believe some of the things he proposes at these meetings? i know i know removing pages from the magazine
2: paying for medical care for the thousands of young boys and girls hospital bound for
1: life
0: yeah yeah sounds like a pr stunt to me yeah a pretty
1: ridiculous stunt well it sounds like he actually cares so i was just wondering if that route you know the person who takes over you're naturally suspicious but he sounds okay to me what about the list of enemies uh, yeah, the Chekhov's like List. Chekhov's List. Thank no, there's you. only two guys on it. You said there were th- thousands of enemies in both shipping and magazine.
0: Yeah, but you went to
2: three but of their homes. Is from the, this is from the swinging 60s. They've all died, baby. Oh, only two are left. Who are the two remaining ones? The ki- the King of Shipping. Ship King. P- Ship King. Priscilla Ship King. And the the head of the Secret Service. Samuel Peepee... <laughs> I think it's either right.
1: Priscilla Shipking or Samuel Peepey No, are you sure think- it's not your personal bias Against the Secret Service For when all those wilderness guys shot up your house?
2: Um, I'm trying to keep that out of this I It's true I have no respect for Biden's government
0: That's no secret
2: no, 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 on account of what they did to my treehouse. But I just don't see that it could be a serial killer. I think it's got to be one of his big longtime enemies.
1: Either Priscilla Ship King or Samuel PP, P., head of secret yeah. service.
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah, they were both, they were both, they had the means motive and they were both there that day. Really?
1: <laughs> okay, let's go over this. What were each of their means motives and where were they?
0: They get into the office all the time.
1: Yeah. Why? Because we sh- we share a
2: building with the shipping company and with the Secret Service.
0: It's kind of a tri-building where it's like all the facilities are shared. So we all, ha- sometimes it takes me for an awkward uh, trip to the urinal.
2: Yeah. Because sometimes it's full of Secret Service documents or a ship.
0: Yeah. <laughs> sometimes it's occupied with a full ship.
2: <laughs> they both looked really angry that day. They were pounding a fist into their hand yep. all morning. The means! <laughs> yeah that's how they could have punched a hole through them. oh yeah oh, I had wow. actually read it. I had actually read something that Priscilla Shipking had been doing bodybuilding <laughs> you know where
0: that. you read that
2: I think I might have read that in the middle of our magazine
0: you, you're darn right you did I reviewed that piece incredible piece
2: you reviewed that other piece in our magazine <laughs> yes because it's
0: about the body and what does the oh, head writer how do how was it you're trying to branch out well the head writer reviews the body we all know <laughs> that and the piece was exceptionally well-written, if you must know.
2: Beautiful. I would have, I would have expected nothing else in our delicious magazine. And
1: each of their motive, what? Just they were enemies? Well, they were enemies,
2: to, but also each of them said something really... They were. Really, they both confided in me that they were mad at him for something that had happened the day before. Same event, different event? Different event. Priscilla Shipking, uh, she was really, really upset because um, Clark had decided that the magazine wasn't going to be shipped
1: on ships anymore.
2: To our international readers.
0: Mm,
1: yep. He was going to use the same boys to try and swim across the ocean?
2: Yeah. A big chain of them. Because they can't swim so well because of their backs are broken and their heads don't fit right
0: too much anymore. They're horrible they could, heads.
2: They could all do a human chain and kind of pass them across the ocean. Oh, okay. And yeah, it's Samuel like hands Pe- across Samuel- the water. Exactly. And Samuel Peepee was upset because the day earlier, <laughs> Clark had tried to assassinate the president. And i feel bad because he was doing that as a favor to me.
1: Right, because of your hatred for Biden.
0: Oh, so do you feel partly to blame?
2: Only if PeePee did it.
0: Well, I believe they were in cahoots. What? (gasps) What? Why? You think you can punch through a man? You would need a a punch from either side to do something like that.
2: Interesting. Um, Or one punch. Yeah, they both punch. One rips the arm off.
0: Yeah, that's true. Or, well, one punches. The other one would need to hold the arm. With that kind of force, it's going to rip the arm right off.
2: This is so stressful. I wish I had adoptive parents I could confide in. You do. You do now. Yeah, but we don't have that kind of relationship yet. I just met them the other day.
1: Why don't you want to tell your birth parents? My birth parents? Those guys are old as hell. They're like over 30 years older than me. So you went and you found three arms in three houses. Was either Priscilla or Samuel? Yeah, I found one arm in Priscilla's house, one arm in the house of the Secret Service, and then
2: one arm in the house of that serial killer we were talking about.
1: Okay, the serial killer, you scoffed at the very idea that he could exist. Yeah, well, he's got it. Yeah, I don't
2: think he's doing it, but he definitely has a house. And is a serial killer. And that's all in the past. Water under the bridge. He told me water under the bridge. He's moved on.
1: He's now writing YA. (laughs) Am I wrong? You attacked? <laughs> <laughs> by me?
2: <laughs>
1: yeah, he's writing Y-A-B-M.
2: Yeah, it is by
0: him.
1: So it's honest. okay So we've gone back up to three suspects at this point.
2: If you want to call the serial killer a suspect, but I think we're kind of tilting at windmills there.
0: I'm sorry, we're tilting at windmills?
2: I think that's an expression from uh, Don Quixote, that middle-aged book from Spain.
0: I'll believe it.
2: You're going to that you're going to that neck of the woods?
0: Yeah. Oh, I am, yeah.
2: Sorry, I was pointing at Steve. Yeah.
0: Not... Oh, I don't ever go anywhere. Terrified. Oh, jeez.
2: Well, what yeah, it? You... I got
0: stranded once on an island? Yeah. He Fear loves to remind us about that every movement. single day. Fear of travel.
2: Griffin, you're a big you're a big crime expert after all these years of doing this, surely. How do you wheel down a list of 3 suspects?
1: Well, the means, motive, and where they were. But they were all in the same place. They all had means, and they all had motive. Mm. Well, actually, we don't know that the serial killer was there.
2: I think the serial killer might have been... uh, He might have been doing a uh, big, exciting showing of his book.
0: That's right, he wasn't there. Mm. My son was there to get it signed. Oh, my God, always talking about his son. What? I have a son. Great. My Lucas. parents are old as hell.
1: Now I'm thinking with, with this new editor. Sorry, what was his name? His name was, let me remember. <laughs> uh, was it? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> okay, but he, he's advocating for a better treatment of these boys and Jones? girls. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Lip Jones. Lip, Lip Jones. Lip Jones. <laughs>
0: That's right, Lip Jones. He's advocating for a better world for boys and girls, yes?
1: So he's also not going to want these kids going in the water. I don't think no. Priscilla benefits by him becoming the new editor. Mm. Whoa, this is crazy good thinking.
0: So we've quickly narrowed it down to one. Pee-pee. But it can't be pee because Pee-pee is dating Lip Jones.
1: So he would have wanted
0: he Lip Jones, Jones, wanted to, become Lip editor, Jones no? to become editor, no?
2: I guess so, if you think he wants less free time for them to go on vacations. Do you think that? Let me ask you, Griffin, do you
1: think that he would want that? No, I don't want to now rule out everyone. (laughs) (laughs) Fine. Say Uh, it was
2: pee-pee. Fine, it was likely pee-pee, but I bet he was operating under orders from you-know-who-know.
0: But... Let's just... Yeah,
2: let's just say that nasty old uh, old guy that wanted to blast my treehouse down just on account of I ate a cheese sandwich out of a protected eagle's nest. Griffin, you look so over it all. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and that wraps up another successful episode of Killed to Death.
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> I want to thank Zach Aaron for our theme song, Brady Schumer for our art. You can um, email us, at gmail.com if you have a suggestion for a murder. And if you just want to have a gas online, kill to death podcast on Instagram or K2D pod on Twitter. Um, that's it for me. Um, first, let's go to uh, Steve for a show recommendation.
0: Oh, um, check out the bear. we already talked about that. You like the bear. It's pretty good. Uh, I'm, I'm only uh, four episodes in, but pretty good. Worth a watch. It'll make you I hungry. It's about,
1: it's about I'm just worried it's going to be accurate to working in a restaurant.
0: Uh, don't <laughs> worry, <laughs> it's I not. It's actually super mean. <laughs> not like the the lovely restaurants that you used to work in. Your family run run restaurants.
1: I'll I'll see the bear and I'll say these. This is not my dad. <laughs> this is
0: what it's not like at all. A restaurant. This is what it's not like at <laughs> this all. What it's not like at all. A restaurant is your grandmother warming a pie on the windowsill.
1: Or Bubby. Oh, sorry. Uh, and we're going to turn now to Hubert Hug. Hubert, you're a restaurant critic, uh, but Jacuzzi.com deals with lots of things. Are there Toronto-based uh, people or events anyone should check out? Um, can I shout out my adoptive parents? Sure, depending who they are.
2: What, what do you mean? No racists. No, I would never ever be almost adopted by a racist. <laughs> I would just like to shout out Diane and Stephen Williams of Topeka, Kansas. Thank you for almost giving me
1: the life of my dreams. Uh, and I want to say to all of our special listeners out there, keep your sticks on the ices